All right. And welcome to this special episode of Real Estate Fight Club. This is called What Would You Do? Where we talk about professional standards committee and ethics committee violations. Here with me today is Rachel Real from Rachel Real Real Estate in Chicago. Hey, Rachel. Morning, Jen. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. You have a good one. Are you ready for a good one today? Yeah, girl. Let's get it. You know, I got good ones. I know you do. All right. So today we are going to discuss Article 16, which states realtors shall not engage in any practice or take any action inconsistent with exclusive representation or exclusive brokerage relationship agreements that other realtors have with clients. Essentially, boil that down. It means don't cross the sign, don't poach a client. Right. Right. So, of course, there's many standards of practice underneath Article 16. So once we kind of go through the case today, I'm interested to see what you think. Okay. All right. All right. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. So client A is currently under an exclusive right to sell marketing agreement with Realtor R for the sale of her current property. As a result of Realtor R's efforts, client A's home received 19 showings and six offers within a few days on the market. Great. Boom. Done. Freaking awesome. Right. Client A reviewed the offers with Realtor R and decided to accept a cash offer that was $10,000 over asking price, as opposed to an FHA offer that was $30,000 over asking price. Holy shit. Right. As the quick closing associated with the cash offer was appealing to client A. About two weeks later, the cash contract fell through and Realtor R revisited the other offers received earlier with client A. Client A stated she was worried about moving forward with the FHA offer due to the time it would take and if, and if it fell through. Okay, so we've got client A with their, with their listing agent going through some offers, okay. discussing what to do after a cash offer falls apart. Okay. In the meantime, over here, <laughs> client A reaches out to Realtor S. Okay. So in this scenario here, we have client A and Realtor R. Okay. The situation over here, we have the same client, but Realtor S. Okay. Stating she was referred to Realtor S by a mutual acquaintance and could Realtor S show client A and her, and her partner a property. Without okay. hesitation, Realtor S said he could show the property to her and her to her and proceeded to set up an appointment for them to view the home as well as a few. Of oh, them God. Already a problem. <laughs> Pop tart agents. Please sit down. <laughs> oh, please. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about. Okay. Right. Put a pin in that. Yeah. (laughs) Put a pin in that. (laughs) When Realtor S met with client A and her partner to view the property, client A inquired about FHA versus conventional financing with Realtor S, who explained the differences and conveyed that conventional financing would be more appealing to a seller. Oh my God. (laughs) I love these. I love just, I love the look on your face right now. I just, this is anyway. Okay. This is a whole lot of problems. We did a video on this about like, I have no doubt. No, you and I did it. Uh, Yeah. Me and we may have, I think we may, we may have. Yes, we did on the better call Saul episodes about what the F is wrong with people. And they're like, (laughs) can we title, we come up with a whole whole podcast on what the F is wrong with people. (laughs) Oh my God. That's the perfect name for our podcast. (laughs) And um, yeah, it's like the misinformation of loans, but okay. That's not what we're talking about. Okay. Right. Right. Next. Okay. So let's see here. This is okay. So shortly thereafter, <laughs> right. Shortly thereafter, client A advised realtor, realtor S. So this is 
who she meant to show the properties, right? Yes, the buyer. Client A advised Realtor S that she had her current home listed with Realtor R, that she was unhappy with how things were going and asked Realtor S about canceling her contract with Realtor R and listing her home with Realtor S. Okay. Now let's rewind slightly to the beginning here where we discussed the fact that client A had what, not six offers on the property. Yeah, she's just going. unhappy because it's annoying that a cash offer, it's annoying when any offer falls through. When any offer falls through. Okay, Absolutely. that's very common. It's aggravating. That's why she's annoyed. Right, right. It had nothing to do with the, by all accounts here, it had nothing to do with services provided by Realtor. Doesn't seem like it's just it. Frustration at the situation in general. Right, okay. Realtor S testified that he advised client A to do whatever she wanted and that he would be happy to assist her with listing in the event she canceled her agreement with Realtor R. Oh. Client A advised Realtor R that she was unhappy with her experience with Realtor R, how the cash contract was canceled, the lack of professional photos, etc., and proceeded to request cancellation of her exclusive listing agreement with Realtor R's brokerage, and, and the brokerage signed off on it. Oh, Realtor R testified that this was the first and only indication she received from client A that client A was unhappy. That same day, Realtor S signed an exclusive right to sell agreement with client A and proceeded to sell client A's home and assist her with the purchase of a new home. Oh my God. So do you have any thoughts so far? <laughs> Let's take a break. Okay. <laughs> Let and we'll discuss what happened at the, we'll discuss what happened at the hearing. We got a little bit more and then we'll discuss. Yeah, I have some questions too, but I feel this like- This one's a loaded I, one. Yeah, this right. one's pretty big and I feel like I need to decompress and talk about happy thoughts. My happy thought of today is generate so you don't have to tolerate this bullshit. And (laughs) the way that you do that is through Vulcan seven. That's how I do it. That way, if you have a a fabulous segue, I mean, but that's what it is, right? Generate. So you don't have to tolerate and the way, good way to generate is get leads. And so I use Vulcan seven and you can too, Rachel, but, um, you would just, (laughs) they have an exclusive offer for our listeners. So you go to Vulcan seven dot com slash Jennifer Mertland and you'll get two weeks for $49, which is a great, great thing. Another good way to lead generate if you don't want to make um calls is you can use Ghost Poster, which is Monica's um product, and she'll provide every day uh posting about being a realtor on, that you can post like on your social media. So that's a good way to generate leads too. So she's offering um $50 off of her program. You would go to mycoachmonica.com and enter in fight club to get that. All right. Generate that's our hashtag today. <laughs> generate so you don't have to tolerate this BS. Or what the F is wrong with people. And what the hashtag what the F is wrong with people. Right. Okay. So we, do we want to, do we want to recap this? And yeah, let me repeat back to you what I think I heard. Okay. Okay. So, um, the, the listing, the seller is also a buyer. The seller contracted an agent to help them sell their house. They got six offers. The offer one fell through. Right. Then they decided to contract a different agent to help them buy a house. And now they're at the point where they are considering canceling the contract with the listing agent and probably going with this agent or a different director or whatever. Is that right? Right. So they're looking to with all sort of the, drama in between. Right, well, we guess canceling the listing agreement with the original the uh, listing, original agent. Yeah. Well, and there's a lot of drama in between. However, we're also looking at the fact that the 
um, the, the, that particular seller has multiple offers in hand right now. And they're in the middle I know, of and they're, getting an offer. Right. So I don't, okay. But, but right. the listing brokerage signed off on it. You said they right. signed off on the cancellation. Right. And that's weird. Like, yes, that's, I think a whole nother ball of wax that, you know, it feels like there's something else involved there that they were so easily and readily to like sign off. Well, and I think in this particular situation, so going back to this, then during the hearing, realtor S testified that when contacted by client A to show her property, he did not inquire about her pre-approval status did not qualify her as a client and did not discuss agency with her. Oh my God. He can't even show her a house then. Realtor S also testified that he did not solicit the business of client A and that client A reached out to him to discuss viewing properties. No, he's a (laughs) Pop-Tart. Technically speaking, did Realtor S violate article 16 of the code of ethics, which I don't think so. Let's go back. So Article 16 states, realtors shall not engage in any practice or take any action inconsistent with exclusive representation or exclusive brokerage relationship agreements that other realtors have with clients. So I don't think he did because he didn't actively say like, you should cancel it. He didn't reach out to her. He didn't do anything. So you've got, let me pull up the code of ethics here. Oh, that's not it. So you've got, excuse me, you've got 16-6 of the code of ethics and 16-6 in a nutshell says you cannot cross the sign. So put that in. I don't know that they you cannot go, the you cannot go active, actively, proactively solicit someone else. Which he client. didn't do. He did not do. However, I'm going to throw a monkey wrench into this one for you today because okay. I'm feeling generous. 16-9 uh-huh. state realtors prior into entering into a representation agreement have an affirmative obligation to make reasonable efforts to determine whether the prospect is subject to a current valid exclusive agreement to he provide the same type that. of real estate service. He did not do that, but I mean, shit, that's every single agent who doesn't get a buyer agreement. That's no, 100%. Okay. Did everybody hear that? Get a buyer. <laughs> You're in violation of 16 Right. Right. So in fact, he was in violation of violating article 16, not because he didn't, and it wasn't about soliciting, going to the, being the first one to reach out, but because when she did reach out, he did not stop and make an affirmative affirmative obligation to ascertain whether or not this person is completely unrelated to anything. If they are tied to somebody, if they've seen homes, that's why when we pre-qualify buyers specifically, you ask a buyer, not, okay, are you working with a realtor? Because they're always going to say no. Right. Because those buyers just want to see the house. They right. don't care about any of the rest of the stuff that we're talking right. about. Right. It's, it's me, me, me. I want to see this house. Right. How can I do that the fastest? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is the agent's responsibility to ask better questions to ensure that they're getting the right information. Well, that's, so when you, of, that's why you ha- set up an appointment. Excuse me. Oh, absolutely. And even if you don't, and there's a lot of agents and I don't have any problem agreeing, you know, supporting the fact that a lot of agents will say, I'll get a phone call and I'll use that first showing appointment. I'll do some screening over the phone, but I'll use that first appointment to try and build some rapport and explain agency in person. Depending. I mean, I get it. It's a happy medium. So it's a, it's a decent balance. 
you can be more However, generous. I don't believe it. I think it's dumb. I think in some situations now, and it's unsafe. It is. I'm not going to say it's not unsafe. It's totally unsafe, especially when you don't know who the heck. It's now the caveat is, is there people obviously, and just so that people like they can use a different agent to buy than they do to sell. That's not the question, right? That is the, not the question. The question is, is did he violate it because he never asked anything? And the answer is yes, which is right. interesting to me because this doesn't really come up that much as like a violation in this way. It's usually very true. crossing signs, right? Cause right. literally almost everybody violates this section of the code of ethics. Uh, 100%. And what would the fine be, Rachel? Well, it depends on if you're a frequent flyer. Have you done it again? Or have you done it multiple times? Um, they have. A lot of what you- a buyer agreement. <laughs> well, and, and when, you're, when you're issuing sanctions after a violation has been, found, if somebody has been found in violation, um, part of the standards that you're looking at, was there harm to anyone else? Mm-hmm. Minimal harm to someone else or significant harm to someone else? Okay, that makes sense. So- so you've got a couple different things to, to look at when you're, when you're discussing these things. So let me throw this out at you then. Okay. So if realtor S received a phone call from this particular person, okay, let's, let's talk about how that conversation should have gone. Okay. So you're going to call me and say, I want to buy a house or I, I just got your name from so-and-so. Okay. I, I want to go look at some houses. Okay. Rachel, our mutual friend, so-and-so told me to call you. I found some houses that I want to look at. Will you help great. me? Hey, great. Hey, are you, are you currently working with a realtor? No. Okay. So let me ask you this. Have you seen any houses that you, have you been looking at houses? Have you gone to open houses? Are there any that you've seen that you might think you might like? Um, I've just been looking online right now. Okay. Do you have anything that you need to sell? There you go. Boom. Yes. I have my house up on the market right now. We have Perfect. six offers. One fell through. <laughs> So this is a perfect example right. of where, just asking three questions here. We already got to where this guy should have been. Yeah. And I think I really and love your questions of, and opening up that can of worms there. You've now, you can now continue to ask, okay, so tell me a little bit about your situation then. Right. What may, you know, are you unhappy with that? Tell me what happened. Yeah. Or just I, like, you know, a lot of people will use the same agent. Have you considered doing that? Are they only a listing right. agent or something like that? Right. Right. And, and absolutely this, this client here has, has every right in the book to call somebody else to work with them to purchase as opposed mm-hmm. to sell. Yeah. It happens all the time, especially when someone's moving from, I've got somebody here in town that's selling their place here and moving an hour North. Right. I'm not going an hour North because I'm right. going to do them a disservice by my availability and my lack of market knowledge. Right. Exactly. So that's going to be a different agent. No, it does happen all the time, but. Right. No, I like it. And I like how you asked, like, have you, what other homes have you seen? Because they will tell you that, but they will say no to working with a realtor. Absolutely. Right. And we're the ones that know the, the ins and outs of "Mm, what's required of us. It's not their responsibility to know our rules. To know if we're violating the code of ethics, right? It's our rules. It's not their rules. Yeah, exactly. Their rules are just get me into a house as fast as you can. I just want to see it. My, my agent is on vacation. My right, agent is that. on vacation. Can you show me the house? What? Right. Well, and when I get that like, phone call, it's like, hello, I can't hear you. Click. When I get that phone call, it's why don't you give me your name and number of your agent? I'll be glad to shoot them a message mm-hmm. and see if they mind if I show that to you. If it's Perfect. my listing, I have no, my duty is to my seller to get them 
get their right. property sold. Right. If that means I pop in for an agent when they're out of town, no problem. I think that they, that agent also appreciates the fact that someone reached out and said, your client's gone. Rogan is calling every listing agent. Uh, the sun. Right. You might want to roll them back in a little bit. If you can, good luck. If you, if but we can. actually, we did do a podcast on that about, uh, should, like, uh, should you let the listing agent show your buyer or whatever? There was a lot of people that were like, absolutely not, but I've done it a few times. I don't mind showing. Absolutely. No. Cause then I can ask all the questions I want to ask without you being there. (laughs) (laughs) And, and then, you know, you, I think when you're in that situation too, you've got to make sure that you let your client know if you're, if you're the listing agent say, Hey, I'm going to be showing this to, to another party or, you know, somebody stepping in for me. Just if tackle. you have questions, reject them, re, re, you know, return them back to me yeah, so that I can answer them and you don't give away too much information. Exactly. Exactly. You know? Yeah. That would be that, but that's not what most agents do. Right. Anyway, no. That was a really good one. Cause that one is unexpected. I would say. Yes, absolutely. Because you look at that for face at face value. No, he didn't violate anything because right. the client called him. He jumped right on it and said, great but you have an affirmative obligation to make sure you're not poaching someone's client. We didn't do that. Yeah. Which we knew because you've done, we've done several cases about that before, but for some reason, this context seemed different. I I think this, this is important to discuss too. And, you know, this is something that even people on professional standards committees are unfamiliar with. Right. So we're going to go, Oh, I didn't realize that that, you know, I thought that just applied to buyer's agents or just listing agents. I couldn't cross the sign. Right. No, it applies. So, um, that the agent was found in violation, she was found in violation. Okay. And, and then what happens? 16, standard of practice 16 dash nine. Okay. And what happens? Uh, so then the agent or the, yeah, the agent is more than likely cited for, you know, with a, with a monetary amount. Okay. Um, generally speaking, there's some continuing ed that's required. Are you going to send her the link to episode one talking about, should I pre-qualify my buyers? Right. One should probably do that. Right. I mean, and that's, that's the thing. And I mean, I've, I've been on the, the buyer agent side of this too, Mm -hmm. and ended up working it out with the agent prior to it closing. As soon as I found out what was going on, right. I made a phone call and said, Hey, you know what? You jumped into this situation, not asking any questions, right? Because you didn't ask any questions. You actually violated my, my, my client violated their exclusive buyer agency agreement, which was in place. Right. So Boom. So how do you want to work it out? Yeah. Let me tell you how much you owe me. <laughs> That's exactly what the conversation was. Let's talk about how much the check is going to be. Thank you for doing that work. Um, all right, Rachel, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, what's the best way? Or if they have a referral to, for you in Chicago? Yes. Best way to reach me is at uh, by cell at 630-542-8688 or on Facebook at Rachel Real Estate. Awesome. Thanks, Rachel. Thanks, Jed. Bye. See ya.